You're now listening to the Heroes for Sale podcast, your daily podcast for sports card news and opinions. What's up, everybody? Before we get into today's episode, I just want to talk to you about our sponsor. So you've heard me mention the launch of Starstock now for a few weeks, and they just officially went live this week. Starstock is building a sports car marketplace aimed to be faster and cheaper for flipping sports cards than any other platform. Check out Starstock.com to buy or sell right now. Here's what Starstock is offering. 5% commission, no ingestion fee. You can send your cards in and they do all the work. Cards are guaranteed and secured in a vault and you can choose to ship the cards back at any time. You can buy, flip, store, and ship cards all with the click of a button. If you're interested in getting involved as a seller, contact Mike at StarStock.com. StarStock is only looking for rookie cards and prospects of current players. For more information, contact Mike at StarStock.com. Now let's get into the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. My name is Adam. I am your host. So on today's episode, we have some news in the soccer world that I want to talk about specifically for the news of that player, but I also think there is a bigger conversation to be had here about soccer in general. So, Timu Warner is a player. He plays for Leipzig, which is a German soccer league team. Team. He's one of the top goal scorers. I think he's got to be in the top five. I forget off the top of my head, but I know, or he might even be close. Like I think uh, eleven. Dowski, I think is how you pronounce. It. I think he might be the top uh, the top goal scorer in the league. And then I know uh, Sancho, and then even Holland is up in that list. I don't think Holland is. I think in the amount if you if we're counting like games per goal, I think Holland is definitely in the league. But because um, and then, and then Kai Havzart is in that in that uh, conversation as well for top goal scorers. But Timo Warner. The news has come out that he is going to be transferring to Chelsea. So, Warner has a Bundesliga card, a Topps Bundesliga card from 2013. So, the he and, and what's interesting for him is that he has that 2013 card, but then after that, his like next cards aren't until 2018. So, the prospecting aspect of Warner is interesting to me because he, you know, sometimes I think what what you can find with some of these uh, German teams and the players that are playing for these German teams, you can find that some of them just don't really leave. Like, there are players that are... There are players that play for Dortmund that have been there for quite some time. I mean, you have... I mean, Bayern Munich, I guess you could say... Is, is there for sure... I think they've won the that league eight years in a row, I believe, is the statistic. Or it's it's Maybe it's not eight years, but it's something along those lines where they are basically dominating that league. They, and they've been dominating that league. And so Warner is going to be moving to Chelsea, uh, which is... he He's essentially the first big name to confirm that he's going to be moving teams. I mean, Chelsea also has... Um, you know, I don't even know how to pronounce the name. I know he plays for Ajax in Norway. So that's also another league that I've been looking at and trying to see if there's any value in see if there's any value in players cards there. 
I think what you'll find, or at least maybe going forward, and maybe this is going to be a change within soccer in general, at least I hope it is, that it's going to become easier to buy cards, hopefully. Like, 2018, I think, was a real turning point for the card market, well, cards in general for soccer, because we saw... We saw a huge Topps product, and we also saw a big product from Panini. So we saw Optic and Don Russ and Optic from 2018. And then also there was, like, Immaculate was in there. And then uh, Futura, I think, is the other product. So they were also in 2018. They had, like, rookie cards in there. So 2018, I think we did see a big change in in the market. Now, I don't... So 2018, 2019, whatever. So 2019, 2020, I think these products are going to be coming out this year. So, like, I don't know if they've confirmed any, like, Optic or Donruss product. I know that they did push back the release dates for Topps Chrome Champions League and Topps Chrome Bundesliga till July, which then I think probably means that Chronicles for Soccer will be pushed back as well and that I'm not a hundred so the one thing about that they haven't made any announcements yet which is surprising to me that and if they haven't made an announcement that mean the that means the product may just not be something that they're making this year but the um, Chronicles has Don Rust this year which is the same for well not the same but so Chronicles no sorry I'm trying to that's the point that I'm making isn't coming out correctly. So Chronicle Basketball is going to have Prism Update, and apparently there is going to be some variations of other rookies in basketball, but that's not the point of this episode. That's not the point. that I maybe need to get into that in a future episode. But um, So Chronicle Soccer is going to have... Is going to have... And it's going to have Premier League in it too, which I think is a big deal. Uh, oh, wait, sorry, no. Because it would be the other way around. Uh Topps Chrome Champions League is going to have Premier League teams, and that's a big deal. Panini has the Premier League license, so that's not really that big of a deal that it's going to be in there. Either way, so Chronicles, from what I've seen, I saw a Pulisic Donruss card. So that means that Chronicles is going to have Donruss, and that means that potentially Donruss is not going to be its own product. So I think... Uh, and I'm pretty sure, actually, Optic and Donruss Soccer from 2018-19 was the same product. Like, I think they did similarly that they did with um, the Donruss uh, WNBA cards, which I'm waiting for those WNBA cards to come out because the... So Sabrina, I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name. I, actually, I need to look it up. I forget it's Sabrina um, I forget what how to pronounce her last name but she was the number one pick in this year's WNBA draft she was essentially the best player in women's college basketball throughout her career uh, so that's going to be a player that I'm actually going to be probably buying some cards of to be honest coming up like whenever they have that product come out so I'm not I don't I don't think they've confirmed they haven't confirmed it coming out but I eventually would imagine it will and they'll have rated rookies for her in there. So that's going to be a product I'm interested in. But so Donruss Soccer, I think, had had Optic and Donruss in that same product. So I think that's probably what the case will be 
for this year's as well. It's not like basketball and football where they have a Don Russ and then they have a Optic. Um, I think they're all intertwined, and I'm not sure what the pull rate of... I'm not 100% sure what the pull rate of each of them is, to be honest. And I don't know if it's like half and half, because it seems like... There's, it, well, so it seems like it, there's definitely more... 2018 Donruss than there is Optic, if I am uh, just based off of kind of what I've seen off of places that have, um, like eBay and stuff like that. So, I think this year, what we'll see, so, and this, this um, I guess this is part of an overall point, but it's, it, the part of the main point is that, like, I think the, the route that Timu Warner is taking is what you should be looking out for. And that's sort of what I have been talking about, to be honest, since like December of like, if you're trying to prospect for soccer, you should be looking at a player like a team of Warner, or you should be looking at, I mean, the top players from each of these smaller leagues to see who's going to make the jump. Because like, these are going to be, and it's the weird thing with soccer because they're already playing in a, like a professional league with like other and it's not like the MLB where it's like they're playing against, I don't know exactly how, if you can compare the two, but like with the MLB, they're playing against other players that are, I guess not, they're not, they're, they are professionals because they're part of the organization, but at the same time, they're not, like you're not seeing a lot of them moving on, like where the top guys end up moving on. And actually, now that I'm kind of saying it out loud, maybe it's actually more similar than I, th- I think my original point was that at, um, minor league baseball and prospecting and soccer isn't the same. And I think what isn't the same is the fact that these, these prospects then go on to play for like national teams. Um, but the, the playing against the talent specifically is probably, it is the point actually that is more similar and makes the, makes the concept of prospecting in soccer and prospecting in baseball closer than I guess than it would be if you're comparing like something like a basketball uh, or like football prospecting because there isn't really there isn't really prospecting like because by the time a player is because there's not really like college cards aren't really like considered rookie cards the same way that and I'm not saying that like I'm not saying that um, what, what the college cards aren't the same. I'm not saying that those college cards don't have value, but compared to like their pro cards, they don't have as much. But like with soccer, you probably are seeing a player playing either for a lower uh, a lower ranked team, or you could get them on the national team card. Uh, and that's going to be their rookie card, even if, like, hypothetically, they go and they play in, like, the Premier League or they go and they play in, like, the Spanish Soccer League or something along those lines. Like, looking at those top players throughout some of the smaller leagues, so, like, the Norwegian Soccer League, the, um, I mean, Holland came from the Austrian Soccer League, so I guess that's one that you could look at. I mean, I... I Holland is still a teenager, so that's one thing to look at. Like, if you're trying to compare player to player and compare like what level of players are playing in each of these uh, each of these leagues, you know. And I think that's another. It's another thing that like I don't 
I guess with soccer, it'll be interesting to see what happens with some players where, like, in the MLB, there's, like, studs. Like, for example, at Jason Dominguez, who's 17, he's not going to... Like, he's not... He has his Bowman card now, but he's probably not going to play in the majors for another two to three, maybe even four years, where, like, a soccer player who's 17, for example, like, uh, Gio Reyna, he's 17, but there's a... Ch- he's he's playing for that professional... T- he's playing for Dortmund in Germany, and he could move on to a bigger league, or he could uh, change teams soon, but it's like you never... You never... It's, it, it's different in that way. So... I think what we're going to see this summer is probably more... We're going to see a lot more moves that are very similar to what's going on with Timu. uh, Because, I mean, mainly because it's... There are a lot of young... There's a lot of young players right now that are playing that I think are in some of these smaller divisions. So, it's it's a good thing that I think this, this... Upcoming summer is going to be a big year for soccer or for soccer players to change teams, but also it's going to be a good opportunity that if you want to look at some of the rankings and try and prospect a little bit, I think this summer is a pretty good opportunity where you're going to see a lot of movement. Uh, Sergio Dest is another player that plays for the same team that uh, Heishik, I think his name is. He plays for Ajax, and he's another player that's uh, very similar to the player that's coming to Chelsea. The other big soccer news from this week is that the Premier League is going to be coming back this upcoming week. So, you know, for all you Liverpool fans, don't worry. Uh, Even though the season has been shortened and the immaculate season is not going to happen, you will... They're already so far ahead, I think it's going to be tough for any team to... I think it's going to be tough for any team to make a run. Uh, same, same with uh, Bayern in the Bundesliga. I can't imagine. I mean, they play uh, Leverkusen. So at this point, depending on when you're listening to the podcast, that that game may have already happened. And since uh, Bayern beat Dortmund a couple weeks ago, um, that pretty much locked locked that championship up for them. So I mean, the Premier League, that's they they have like a they have a full schedule. So that's going to be very exciting uh, for. For the next, I think Wednesday is when the games start, and then they have like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Like they have like two or three games every single day, and I don't know if all the games will be on NBC Sports. I know like probably some of the main games. Like I think the way that like it's similar to how they do it with the Bundesliga, and it could honestly it could be NBC Sports. I would imagine all the games will be on there, but I'm not sure which games will be on NBC and which ones will be on NBC Sports. Um, because like the Bundesliga games, those were on FS1. They're not on Fox, which I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if in the next few years we do start to see more of these Saturday morning games, more of these Bundesliga games on like the regular Fox, um, similar to actually I don't know I'm not now I'm not 100% sure if they would do that I don't know exactly they may do it they may not I think it's it's gotten to the point where the Bundesliga is becoming one of the more popular leagues like within the United States so like it wouldn't surprise me if they did something where they um put the games on regular the regular Fox and not FS1 uh but either way I think we've we're 
we're definitely in an interesting spot for soccer in America over the next few years. And I, you know, honestly, I think there there's a potential that because of soccer cards, that could be what eventually helps the soccer market. Maybe I get I, you know, actually maybe not because I guess it's, it's cards is maybe just a, is a smaller sector of is a is a smaller sector of sports fans I guess but you know either way I think we're in for another few years of some interesting some interesting growth with the sport that I don't know if we've seen a sport really do something like this within the United States in quite some time that also like I've said in the past it is going to depend on how the United States does in the World Cup if they have to make the World Cup if they don't I think we're in for another four years of what we're seeing now where it's steady but like I think we if they make the World Cup and if they do anything really good in the World Cup I think we're going to see a pretty significant increase in U.S. soccer fans and then in soccer fans within the United States that are also fans of the worldwide sport Um, so those are some of the big news stories from this week pretty exciting stuff Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode everybody thank you all for listening thank you to our sponsor Starstock if you want to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, it's Heroes for Sale. Thank you, and I will see you in the next episode.